Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 18th day of December. And we say to you, God morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you beautiful people in Powder Springs. In Powder Springs. Well, you know about that. <laughs> I call you it beautiful. You say that beautiful. Uh, that's, 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 that's right around the corner from now is there. You beautiful the folks there. there in Powder Springs there. And we came back listening to a, a guy who's hoping – that uh, they got better and warmer pumpkin pie at Lions games. Michigan's own Bob Seger. Yeah. When yeah. you hear that song, what do you think of? I just think of the, uh, Detroit. Whenever, okay. whenever I hear him. You don't think of Risky Business in the movie? Well, that too, but whenever I hear him sing, I think Detroit. Okay. When I hear that particular song, yeah. it reminds me of the movie. Yeah. And then it reminds me of somebody that everybody who's listening to us right now, or most everybody knows uh, who I'm going to mention, who was in that movie. Jimmy Barron. Okay. Yeah. was in that movie. Yep. And if you don't know, Jimmy Barron, that's right, famous Atlanta broadcaster, mm-hmm. radio guy. I don't know, Jimmy, he's in real estate doing real, real estate, estate right now. now. Right? Shout out to Jimmy Barron. Worked with him when he was at Dave FM, but he goes back. He was part of the great morning show at 99X. See, I'm not that dude in radio who doesn't acknowledge the greatness of others and, and the, the achievements of others. Leslie, Jimmy Barnes, and Jimmy Barron rocked the city for like a decade. Oh, yeah. They came in here in the early 90s and, and got it done and competed with us at 96 Rock. But Jimmy was, was a part of that, and Jimmy was also in risky business. And if you want to know the scene he's in, it's the <laughs> scene where Tom Cruise is talking to the guy who's come to talk to him about college. He's having the party. Uh, Rebecca DeMornay and the girls are out there, and all his friends are there, and they're having a big time. And he goes into the room to talk to the college pro- administrator, whatever he is, and while he's there, some buddies knock on the window, and he's trying to ignore him, and he finally can't, and he reaches back, and he lifts the window up, and the guy says, hey, hey, can you yell at my friend in there? I'm trying to get in here, and, and Tom Cruise is like, I'm kind of busy right now, but hey, he came all this way. Well, that guy is Jimmy Barron. 
if you don't know that. So go back and look at that scene, and you will see Mr. Barron in that. All so right. Shout out to him. He'd be happy to know we mentioned him this, he week, would this morning. That's great. So there you go. Uh, listen, we have got uh, Maria Martin joining us in a little bit from 11 Alive. We're going to talk Atlanta Falcons, getting ready for that game today, obviously, out there on the West Coast. Falcons pregame starts at 2 o'clock, kickoff at 4 o'clock. You can hear that, along with the Bears-Packers game that follows it right here. Sports Radio 92.9, 92.9thegame.com. But yesterday was all about college. Yeah, it was. And it started off with, you know, the Bulldogs and doing what they had to do. But there was one particular player who got himself the hat trick. The reverse. Brock Bowers turns the corner and scores. Another great call by Todd Munkin and beautifully executed by the Dogs. A five-yard touchdown run. They go to the other tight end, Brock Bowers. Wow. Touchdown with Fortune there. But Bowers is just too good. Brock Bowers after the play fake, showing his great athleticism. He's going to take it all the way for his third touchdown of the game. 78 yards. Hat trick. Yep. And from now on, it's a rule. I don't care what sport it is. If the guy gets three scores, three goals, whatever it is, everybody should throw their hat into the field. No, because not everybody takes a hat to to the game for that. That's yeah, all right. With they'll, hockey, they'll start with, doing with, it, with hockey, people take a hat for that. They purpose. will start to do that now. You know, well, I don't know. People, Maybe. You, you go through some of these stands now, as much as they pay for these caps. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> uh, with that. But, that, but that's what happened with Georgia getting a big win yesterday. Uh, once again, the Georgia defense coming up and playing another one of those lights-out games. Here's Coach Kirby Smart talking about the start and how important it was uh, for the team's success yesterday. Well, I thought the way we came out meant a lot to the players. Great atmosphere. We talked about all week playing the guys within the lines, not the guys outside the lines. I thought we started fast. Hmm. Uh, this guy has got – I don't know if, if it's fair to say he's, he's on cruise control right now. But oh, no. I, well, I say cruise control in that the, the program is established as to how they're going to go about business. Yeah. If you, he's no longer, he's, he's not building a program now. It's established. And it was established. But then that through, brings a different set of concerns. What do you mean? It brings a different set of concerns. Well, it does, but yeah. at least you, but you, you're, you've achieved what you're working toward. When those guys get beat by Tua in that national championship and everybody's talking about Kirby's just about to dethrone the mentor and they lose that game, and the feeling that probably comes with that loss is something that not many can understand but to persevere and to get up off the mat and then go about developing what is, in the minds of a lot of people, the best program in college football and the winningest, but the most attractive and the best, best um, program in college right now. And that's what I mean when I say he, he's on cruise control. You come into, you come under Kirby's umbrella, you know what to expect. You know what he expects. And, as I said earlier, the one thing that he has that, Herb, uh, that uh, Nick Saban doesn't have, I think the last person that probably has this is maybe Spurrier, is that when you walk through the halls <laughs> there at University of Georgia, yep. getting to the field, you're looking at pictures of your coach getting it done as an All-American. Absolutely. They ain't, Absolutely. Ain't, they ain't got them pictures up at Alabama. Well, no. No, they may have some pictures up, but, but it's not him but playing it's not at him. that school. Yeah. At that school, and that's a different thing with Coach Smart. Uh, you just talked about that, you know, raising the bar and setting the standard and maintaining it. And Coach talked about that as far as the defense and the fact yep. that they are maintaining that, that standard. 
That standard was created by a group last year, the group a couple years ago. When you have a great standard, guys want to play to it, and you have an expectation. Our guys work really hard during the week. I'm really proud of how they prepare offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, it's, again, he's been he's been building it, and you know it it really would have been too soon, and you hate it that they had to go through that. But had they won that game against Alabama, and and two and not made that pass. Do you think we'd be looking at the same program right now? I mean, you just don't know. Correct? You don't know. You don't know. But, but, but it could um, be different. It, but, but the thing of it was on the way. It was on the way. That's what I'm saying. And that's the thing. It was on the way, and now that it's there, you you do the things to maintain it. You do the main things to, to cultivate it. If you go to Athens right now, you marvel at, first of all, facilities right. that have been upgraded and, 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 uh, and new facilities um, as far as that go. Facilities matter, folks. And we talk yeah, about that do. when we talk about even with HBCUs. They got to get the facilities right. That's that. That's a big part of it. And Georgia has made a major investment uh, in, in facilities that you will see if you go. I, I like how visit. you just did that. I know it's radio, but you yeah. just did that peeling off money kind of thing with your yeah. hand. <laughs> you know, and you know what? Licking that, his that, thumb that, and just like that, peeling that, off. That just kind of happened. Feels, yeah. but, but, but that's 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 what it takes. Yeah. That's what it takes to, to to maintain that. Next up for Georgia is Kent State. They get you excited? No. I, I'm, I'm no. Just, I'm, why? I'm, why I'm, should they? I'm, I'm just saying because. I mentioned this before we got started, and, and, and Eric, I'm going to bring you in on this too. They play in Kent State next week. I know a freshman at University of Georgia It's bored. What? Okay. Elaborate, please. Well, you know, they're, they're bored. They said, I, don't know, I don't know what they were thinking, but they, they watched some of the games, and it's boring. First okay. off, first off. For a college freshman to let the word bored come out their mouth for any aspect of their life is just blasphemous because they ain't been on campus for five minutes. They ain't got they, – they still getting lost, and they're talking about I'm bored but because I'm talking the about, I'm talking about but, but, yeah, but, but, but not just winning, but the way they're winning. Still. But remember several years ago we would talk about Alabama and how I tell you, man, after about the first quarter, I'm getting picking up my remote because you know how that goes. Now, it's different because it's us and it's Georgia and it's new to us to be at this level and be a championship team. But here's some folk coming in and saying. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm really not. But go ahead, finish what you're but, saying, But, but freshman, keep your mouth shut. You, you go to games. You ain't been to one game and you bored because your team's winning to blow out. You need to get to 5, 10, 15, 20 of them. Maybe a senior could make that statement. But for a freshman, no. Secondly, um, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. He's yes, they're blowing. up for a while back yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's they're okay. they're yeah. blowing no, teams no. out. Right. But, and they're going to do it again next week. You know, when, coming from a guy whose team can't even score a touchdown in the past three games, I wish I could see some blowouts. You know what I'm saying? What's boring about that? Kick butt, take names, and enjoy every second of it. I don't want to hear that boring stuff. I don't want to hear it. Go to that game. Sit in Sanford Stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. You got one of the best college football scenes in the land. And you bored? It's a 12 noon start. It's going to be kind of hot up and up a deck. Can we say that it is unfair, which we hear they say, to label millennials as being complacent and not paying attention to the bigger picture? They just get bored, as you just said, easily. They don't know their history. They don't want to know this. They want to. Well, I mean, they're, 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 they're excited. They're, the, the, the it's hard talk, to get their attention. The person I'm talking about is excited. Keep their attention. They're, they're excited me. to be enrolled at university at a time when they're national champion. They're excited yeah. about that. They just they went to the first game. It was always, are, it was are, hard the, to get they, impressed. Okay, let right? me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. If you're at a football game where your team's scoring on almost every possession, how is that boring? 
How is that boring? One possession is the quarterback running a touchdown. Next possession is the running back running a touchdown. Next possession is one of your tight ends of the 20,000 you got scoring a touchdown. When are you getting bored? When are you getting bored? Then your defense is getting turnovers. You're getting sacks. When are you getting bored? Maybe it's the fact that maybe it's the fact that it's been that way. That's all they've known since being there. For those of us who've watched the team and known what it's taken to get to this point, yeah, this is a deal, but, but man. I'd be in the stands like, who going to score this time? I'm taking bets. Okay, I'm okay. taking $5 on the tight end, you $2 guys, on the running back. You guys may be coming at this from the wrong direction. <laughs> I'm just saying, you might be coming at this from the wrong direction. We're sitting here talking as sports fans, right? So yeah. you want to see the game. You want to understand what's going on. You're watching what Kirby's doing uh, to the defense, the adjustments that are being made, as opposed to, and we watch this with not just, you're talking about, College, mm-hmm. we watch at the Braves all mm-hmm. the time. Folks go out there just to be in the chop shop, be in the chop house, right? They're having a good time, they're drinking, they're partying, they're eating. Oh, a baseball game breaks out. <laughs> I mean, how yeah. long have we been yeah. saying that about Braves fans, about the, the people who go to the professional sporting events in this city? Sometimes it's just about being at the event. Okay. And if he don't have the right okay. people around him mm-hmm. partying or doing whatever mm-hmm. he wants to do – that's the only way I could I'm just because I'm just trying to understand. I'm not saying this is what the person did, but for me to try to understand it, he falls into that category of people who want to just be at the event. They don't care necessarily what happens. They just want to be there. But mm-hmm. if I ain't got my boys with me or my girls with me or the folks that I have great fun with and laugh with and drink with, whatever it might be, then yeah, I could see where it'd be boring. Yeah. That's the only avenue I'm exploring. I got this, something from Facebook. I got, a, I got a Facebook friend, Penny says, not my freshman. She's having a good time over at Georgia. She's enjoyed it. Can I put somebody's? Well, no, I better not. No, it's okay. It's okay. This is me saying it. You ain't got to worry about it. Kent State is next. Then Missouri. Then Auburn. Anybody? anybody, Then Vanderbilt. This is what's coming up in the next few weeks. What you want? What you want me to say? I'm just a loss. I'm just no. No, I'm just saying that that's what's coming up. Yeah. And and how long are you gonna watch those games? There's a lot of history between Georgia and Auburn, but the way Auburn's going right now, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm. I don't. I mean, listen, we, I don't turn away because I think it's going to be a blowout. I really don't. You do that. You've done it with not just with with football. I, I remember you used to do that with Golden State with the Warriors when they were on that Hell run. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> you just get all worked up. What's the point? I say, Sam, how much did the game left? Man, I was done the first quarter. Yeah, I knew what was I, coming. Right. You know, all right, like, but I, it's it's. I, I, I just want to see competition. Way. You like to see competition. But you also want to see some saying. great plays, You want to see great plays, too, but you want to see competition. No, well, you can't just and, gloss and, over and, the and great once, plays and once again, And that. once again, what I'm talking about is the problem in the Southeastern Conference. The reason why there's nobody up there to rival Alabama and Georgia. Because, folks, the coaching jobs are revolving doors. And that's the part of it. The knucklehead booster club dudes ain't figured it out yet. You fire your coach, half your team's going to hit the transfer portal and leave. Everybody, the only only teams, only school that's figured that out is Kentucky. They've stuck with their guy, and they're going to be the team that may give Georgia the toughest time. The problem is they don't play Kentucky till the week before Georgia Tech. That's mm-hmm. way down the schedule. You know they've traded places with Auburn. Auburn is early. Traditionally, Auburn was the next to last game for so many years. 
So they rearranged the schedule. We won't get that in Kentucky until November. Well, you, you don't need to use the word tradition anymore because coming two years oh. now, who knows who they're going to play. Right. So. right. And, and speaking of which, we didn't get a chance to talk about his old Thanksgiving days because we were going to talk about what has become of Oklahoma-Nebraska. Yeah. And well, we're not just, not just Oklahoma, but just Nebraska, period. Well, Nebraska, we, we, period. We wanted to get in that with that the sports rail because he's from Nebraska and he is suffering, That's man. why his phone was cutting in and That's out. what it was. <laughs> they didn't want to talk about Nebraska. Anything you wanted to know about this Falcons-Rams matchup and the Falcons as they approach game two will be answered next. Maria Martin, 11 Live, is going to join us. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 the game. 929thegame.com. Yeah. It is Sam and Greg. Y'all don't know. You just you just bum, don't bum, know. Bum. We have been mentioning the Soul Train line dance today. And, and, and Aretha's song that is the, the signature song for that. But you come back with stuff bop, like this, bop, bop. and, and bop, bop, y'all missing that Sam is pop-locking in here. In oh, his man. chair, but he's doing a little pop-locking. I'm doing the horn section. Well, I saw you, your arms going oh, and a little, doing a little, little, little Fred Berry. A little Fred Berry, but, but most of the horn section. Yeah. And, and, and you don't always get good horn section. No, you don't. No more. You, you know, don't. That, that's, that's, that's a great thing. And and it would be, I would yeah. be thoroughly surprised <laughs> and owe her a big Extra large cup of coffee or a salad in her case. I understand she enjoys those. Yes, you yes. Like catch, e- 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 her on. E- even at practice. If she can tell me, <laughs> if she can tell us who Fred Berry is, who we just mentioned, want to welcome Maria hey. Maria Martin on from Eleven Live. Maria, do you know who we're talking about when when Sam referred to Fred Martin or Fred Never. Berry? Okay. First of all, y'all are putting me on blast this morning. I don't know how I feel about this. First no, that's not a bad thing. Me. It's all love. It's no, all no, love. No, no, no. I heard Tim comment about my salads. I know exactly what he's talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, I got you. Okay. It wasn't so bad, but she wouldn't share with anybody. Well, yeah, but you put you well, took yeah, the picture. Because... Go ahead, Maria. Yeah, I mean, of course I wouldn't share it with my salad. <laughs> here's here's what we're talking about here. I got a picture from Sam. He sent me a picture, and I have never. Been in the presence of our guest. Yeah. I've talked to her, but I've never met her. You introduced her to the show. I have only talked to Maria over the phone. So I didn't know what she looked like. I, I, I catched her on, you know, on Living Live from time to time, but never met her. And then you send me this picture of her or a beautiful woman at a sporting event eating lunch. Yeah. And I guess if I got a closer look at it, it would be a salad. And I'm like, okay, why are you sending me this? Oh, that's Maria, man. She ain't sharing. <laughs> I'm like, why are you put her out there like that? Oh, that's funny. Anyway, well, we'll get. Well, let's move on here. Forget about the Fred Berry stuff. How how have you been? How are you doing? And most importantly, how's how's my little dog doing? Remember? He's doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Dex is good. His cough is a lot better. So uh, we have gone on some hikes lately and tested it out, and he's been great. But yeah. Been good, been really busy with football, another busy uh, Saturday, and getting ready for the Falcons today. Well, let's talk about that. These guys are out there taking on a Rams team that struggled in their first game. We've been hearing more and more about Matthew Stafford and, and, and his elbow and what they haven't done, and as they prep for, you know, it's the long haul for them too. But this Falcons team, what we saw, the, the, the struggles in the fourth quarter in their first matchup as they head out to Los Angeles, what do you expect to, to see for them against this Rams team? 
Well, I think that you're going to expect to see pretty much the same thing you did as they came out against the Saints. This is a team, remember, that all offseason was told that they can't do anything. They're going to finish 32nd in almost every statistical category in the NFL. They're still hungry and they're still agitated, I think, by what happened against the Saints as they should be. When you have a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter completely just disappear by your own merit. You should be angry, and you should take that anger and take it to L.A. and fuel it against a team who, as you mentioned, struggled against the Bills. Now, again, the Bills, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. I think that they're the best team in the NFL. But still, this is a good Rams team, and you're going to expect to see some fight from them as well. Uh, what you need the Falcons to do is clean up those mistakes that they talked about all week long. They specifically focused in on third down issues and issues in the red zone. Got to capitalize on both of those offensively and make sure you just don't give away the game, especially when it comes to when you're playing two-minute football. So I think that the Falcons are going to come out firing just as they did against the Saints. And even going into that locker room this week and talking to the guys, they're still just as fired up as they were before week one. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this Sunday morning with Maria Martin. She is social. You find her on Twitter at Rhea underscore Martin at Rhea underscore Martin uh, on, on Twitter. And she has a lot to show you there and share with you there all the time. Maria, thoughts about this offensive line. Um, you know, they weathered the storm against a, a challenging rush um, from, from the, the Saints. They're going to get a real rush today against Rim. Could uh, seeing a bit more of Cal Pitts be a solution because we didn't see a lot of him last week, maybe more of him in the game today? I mean, it's possible, certainly. And it's not like Kyle Pitts wasn't targeted against the Saints. It was just he wasn't getting enough efficient yardage from Marcus Mariota. So, yes, it's possible. And I think Drake London showed exactly why everybody is so excited about him and why he was a first-round draft pick. And you mentioned the offensive line. That was one of my biggest points of emphasis when talking about the Falcons after we saw them debut this team for this season. I said, look, this offensive line is night and day different than they were last year, able to keep the quarterback clean. And again, Marcus Mariota does give you a different threat than Matt Ryan did, which is a great thing offensively. You saw all of those positive strides from Marcus Mariota, but able to keep him clean is a big, big thing, especially when you're playing one of the best players in all of the NFL today, Aaron Donald. He has 99 career sacks. He's going to be going for number 100 against the Falcons, so he'll be very anxious to get that, I'm sure. But the Falcons offensive line have been so impressed by the way they've been able to adjust and they made in-game adjustments on the fly, which was so important against the Saints as well. There was a lot of pressure up there, but they were able to handle it. And, yes, it's going to be difficult against the Rams, but I expect them to give Marcus Mariota a chance again this Sunday. Hey, Maria, did you uh, you brought up his name, so I'm going to just ask you real quick. Did you see the, the latest trophy that Matt Ryan got from last week's I game? I did not. What is it? He got, you know, they, they mounted a football for him because he surpassed 60,000 yards. They made a nice little plaque there. Congratulations, Matt Ryan, getting 60,000 yards. And they put the ball up there. And, of course, they inventory everything. And it's going to the Hall of Fame, by the way. So Matt Ryan, for all of you folks, is now officially in the Hall of Fame because there's only so many people who've gotten over 60,000 yards. But, again, <laughs> they, they inventoried it, so they put a, a number, a nice gold plaque on the front which is you know identified the number and do you know what the id number was for that particular ball going into the hall of fame it was it was 283 wow. Me- meaning that's funny 
And, and again, that's oh, yeah. he's <laughs> Matt, never going to escape that. He can't get it's going to be in the Hall of Fame now. But I just thought it was ironic that that was the number. Uh, again, Maria Martin joining Sam and Greg here, at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game dot com. Pinpoint what your concerns are when you talk about that fourth quarter collapse, at least defensively for this Falcons team. And was that an area of concern for you as we went into this season? I mean, of course, because this is a Falcons team that you just mentioned 28 to three. Okay. Well, they were leading 16 points in the fourth quarter. They cannot do that. And they repeatedly done that. Now, again, this is a totally different team than the 28 to three collapse, but I just, I can't get over the fact that you're leading 16 points in a fourth quarter that really essentially you dominated for three and a half quarters. And then, I, I was literally in the elevator coming down and I saw them punt on fourth and one from midfield and just thought they were going to lose this game. It's going to happen, especially under the two-minute mark when the Saints were going tempo and having success with really quick drives down the field and Jameis Winston got hot. That is obviously a concern. The fourth quarter is going to be a concern moving forward until the Falcons can prove otherwise. And even if they jump out and get an early lead against the Rams, no one's going to feel comfortable, right? And I think that that's warranted. And I think if you can just, again, really minimize those offensive issues, and it's not like the defense didn't play well last Sunday either, but the NFL is not a give-me-a-sticker league. You either win or you lose. And they really do need to make sure that they clean up those mistakes. And the defense played aggressive. Even in the fourth quarter, they were playing aggressive. So I'm hoping that they can go back and look at film and, and make sure that they stay aggressive. Don't get, keep your foot keep your foot on the gas, especially in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, of course I'm concerned when it comes to having a 16-point lead and letting it go away. Yep, that is that is big, and that's what everybody was screaming about, especially people who called and they in. Look good, Sam. Yeah, they they did. look they good did. early they did. on. That's the other, that's the other part, Maria. How much are you watching and monitoring progress with this team? Like, like you said, winning is the bottom line. Did you win the game or did you lose the game? But in a season that is, a, you know, an evolution season, to, for lack of a better term, this team is programmed. This everything is evolving right now. Flowery branching with this team. The fact that last week we saw a run game. Can we come back with that run game this week? Last week we saw sacks from this is something that we never see. Um, so that's progress even in the face of losing. How much are you kind of keeping a score or a different type of score sheet on that? Yeah, I think it's a good question because I think that everyone should be focused on that. I know it's hard for Falcons fans to get past that and they say, okay, well, we just want to win. And I understand, but even though uh, Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot are not going to call it a rebuild, that really is what it is. And so to watch these guys evolve, like what you're talking about each week is really important. And I'm really interested to see how they do that this Sunday, especially when they're starting a West Coast trip. It's incredibly important. You saw what the Seahawks did in week one. They're going to get a really tough, tough test out there. I thought that that was going to be a win. Now I'm not so sure. So let's see how they handle the Rams. Let's see what they look like in LA. A homecoming for a couple of the Falcons players, which is cool, especially for Drake London. He said his mom's going to handle all the ticket requests so he doesn't have to worry about it. Um, So so for them to go out there, handle a team that is the reigning Super Bowl champions, Matthew Stafford may or may not be 100%. You talked about that elbow. I think watching how they improve this Sunday is going to be incredibly important. It's one thing to say it, and Arthur Smith got up there all week and said, look, there's things you got to correct, and everybody knows what those things are. But we did see what they corrected in the offseason moving forward. You mentioned the fact that they were able to get some sacks. I thought that was incredible. Four, I mean, they looked 
so different. They looked hungry. They looked aggressive. And, and they stayed aggressive in three and a half quarters. I'm not going to give them credit for the rest of the fourth quarter, as we already <laughs> talked about. But they stayed aggressive. And making those in-game adjustments, like I talked about earlier, I thought was a big difference for the Falcons. And everybody knows Arthur Smith likes to run the football. They did that efficiently with Cordero Patterson. Rams are going to be all over him today. Let's see what else they can do. Hey, hey Sam. Yeah. She's pretty good, ain't she? Oh, yeah, now. We, we are for, we are blessed to have Maria. <laughs> Absolutely. She can't go on no other show around here. No, man. No, she can't go. We we got to have an exclusive contract with her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not literally contract, but, you know, we can buy her lunch or something like that. <laughs> you right? guys are the best. You, you can't. We can, you Maria, you can't, you can't go nowhere else. Well, you know, yeah. We, yeah. we got you. Right, listen, we haven't asked you this, too. You, you bring us all this knowledge with the Falcons. You follow a college team? Oh, yeah. or, or or conference? Oh, oh, she's an old Miss grad. The Fighting Lane Kiffins went oh, town yesterday. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, yeah, no. I cover I cover um, everything around here, but yesterday I was at the Georgia Tech game because Ole Miss is my alma mater. A lot of times I'm with the dogs, but yeah. See, you, you said something nasty, and you got dropped off. <laughs> we lost her. This is the second time we got gremlins in our system. What? You start talking bad about <laughs> Georgia teams, you get cut off. Maria, I, we don't know if you can hear us, but we have lost you. But God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your wow, day. Wow, man. Yeah. It just hey technology, what you gonna do? Can you guys hear me? No, no that, hear you there now. you go. Yeah. There you go. There we go. We've been having okay, problems like this we're all back. morning. Go ahead. What you say? I, I guess nobody wanted to hear about Georgia Tech, and I understand why. Um, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> what I was telling nice. you is um, no. I cover all the teams around here. Normally, I'm with the dogs, but yesterday because they played Ole Miss, I uh, got to see my alma mater, got to be around them, which was cool, but. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a frustrating time on the flats for sure. Uh, no, forget about that. Wait, wait, crow about your Ole Miss for just a second. We'll it's let you do that. The hottie toddies were on. all over town yesterday. No, no, I mean, they looked really good. And I, honestly, I don't really think that anyone expected Georgia Tech to win that game, but I did expect them to put more of a fight up against Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, but you saw just how fast Ole Miss's offense runs. I was talking about it yesterday on TV. They had six touchdowns. All of them came on the ground, and four of them were two minutes or less. Wow. I mean, they were moving. It was incredibly fast. It was cool to watch. Um, but, yeah, I, I really expected Tech to put up more of a fight, i got to be honest. Yep, yep. Maria, what's coming up tonight on Sports Extra? This is this time of year when everything starts weaving together, right? Baseball's heading for playoffs. Football's going on. Hawks about to start practicing. Uh, what, what you got coming up tonight? Gosh, yeah, it is a crazy time in the year, Sam, and it's funny. I've been around winning football programs for a long time. I covered three straight national championships with the Crimson Tide, and there is literally nothing like having a baseball team in contention in October on top of football. It gets crazy around here, um, so we'll be talking a lot about the Braves, especially Ozzy going back down to the IR, which is not good, uh, the IL, and so we'll be talking about that. I also have a fun host, guest host, coming on tonight. Caden McDonald, who is a defensive lineman for North Gwinnett. He's going to be guest hosting with me tonight because beyond football, his dream is to be a broadcaster. Okay. So he's going to come on, ask our guests some questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. Look at you. You better Look watch that now. She's stepping into your area, Sam. No, man. She's she talking along, to some high school she, folks. She's bringing along the next generation. Ah. We do, that, that's, that's yeah, what, that's, that's right. That's what we do. Okay. Yeah, yeah now. Plenty of love for everybody. I'm just saying. We don't want, listen, you can't do nobody else's show, all right, Maria? You gotta come you gotta come on with us. <laughs> you just Sam, won't, we'll you, take you out the best warmers next week. You, we'll just do won't, you just won't let that go. We, we you. got you listen, everybody gets all the stuff, you know, during the week. We only hear once a week, so we gotta hold on to the folks that we got, right? Okay. All right. Don't you think that's you know You guys are the best. I really appreciate you having we me. We like on. hearing that. Anyway, there you go. Maria, Thank enjoy you. the rest of your day. You tell me your dog's name again. 
Dexter. Dexter. That's I just got to remember that, man. Yeah. Dexter Johnson went to high school with a dude like that. He had a forehead like a pacer. <laughs> oh. He did. That's what oh I called him. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Maria. Thanks, Maria. All right. All right, we're going to get on out of here. Hey, there's a couple guys out there with the same fantasy. We're going to talk to Bo and Brian in a little bit here, and I got a dump of a number of things that happened on this day, but also getting you set for today's NFL action. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. It's a great album. Oh, Synchronicity. Yeah. Oh, very much. Yeah, man. The Police. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we are um, just kind of wrapping things up. We haven't been together in a few weeks. Uh, things are changing. And let me just say this real quick before we get into Mr. Federer. want to thank our audience. The audience that tunes in Friday nights for you on the High School Scoreboard Show. The ones that have been with us on weekends, there has been a transition. It will go, you know, listen, things move around a little bit. We ain't going anywhere, but there's been some adjustments to the way you've heard us mm-hmm. since football season has started. Saturdays have kind of gone away. They may come back. We're working on some things. You're there Friday nights. And again, sometimes on Sunday mornings, these Sunday mornings, depending on what the Falcons are doing, where they're playing, you'll get us for four hours. Sometimes three hours. Yep. Sometimes two hours. Yep. So... However long you have us, A, we thank you for making us a part of your Sunday mornings, but B, the the ebb and flow of the times of our show, we want to thank you for just kind of going along with it. Yeah. And, and, and staying with us. They're flexible. Yes, they are. We ask for that all the time in the industry, so we, we want, we're just glad. And we have to acknowledge it from time to time. Absolutely. All right. Now, Absolutely. I know before we get into talking to who's coming up next here and some things I got to get rid of, we've left something hanging here that we really should have been talking about earlier on in the show. Yeah. Because yep. it's a big deal. It is, it is. And we talked about with Serena Williams having, you know, made her announcement and the big celebration for her at the U.S. Open. Roger Federer announced this week that he is uh, going to shut it down. And not doing it at a major tournament, that's the only thing I kind of look. He's going to be at this Labor Cup, which is like a competition European against kind of like kind of like Ryder Cup right. against American players. I, you know, that's nice. That's nice. But, um, you know, I, I I would think that he would have gone and and go to even if he goes out the first round and go back and play Wimbledon. He came out, took the microphone at the celebration over yes, there, yes, he did, and said he was going to be back. Um, but to stay away as long as he's been away at his age, and think you can come back and play two weeks of tennis. No, but you know, you're saying that he he should have exited on a much more prominent stage. Yes, given what much. his career is, absolutely. But see, one of the things that I think about Roger Federer is he's very quiet about everything that he does. I can't remember him ever being putting himself out in a way not only publicly to let us, you know, learn more about his personality, but also just what he's going through, his 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 hurdles, if you will. Yeah. Not necessarily talking about the injuries, but things he's had to do to come back when he's been away for a while. Keeps it very close to the chest. He usually does, but he does show up and support people like he'll show up and support something with Tiger was playing the golf. He'll show up for that because Tiger would show up and his tennis well, match. they're when, both when they Nike both, guys. Oh, Nike guy on the umbrella, right? So, I mean, he has done some things like that. And, um, you know, after his afterlife will be, you know, he'll have some things going on, obviously. 
But I just think uh, his legacy is that of just being this champion and a popular champion in the locker room. I've talked with players and they say in the locker room, no one will say a negative thing about Roger Federer. And this is when he was in his heyday, when he was going out just beating everybody. Uh, he said, you can't hate the guy because, you know, he, he's, he's like, you know, he's, he's, like, he's like a prince. Well, and, that's, and that's how, he, unlike other people you see in that position, and you hope they go out and trip over the net or something, fall and break the neck. <laughs> but, but not this guy because, no. you know what I mean? So uh, you know, I was thinking, and and when we talked about that, you know, I mean, I'm king of analogies and try to talk about these people when you're not talking to another person who follows sports, and depending on the person, you kind of draw something. Like I mentioned that I felt like Nadal plays tennis, like Russell Westbrook, yeah, plays basketball, and tennis folks that I've mentioned it to, they kind of agree. Mm-hmm. But as we sit here and talk about Federer leaving, I came up with another one. That kind of describes the two of them. Not so much Joker, because you know how I feel about him, and he's going to continue right. longer than these two. And 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 Federer, Roger Federer and, and Rafael Nadal are to tennis what Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly were to dancing in the movies. You think about the way they played Federer is Fred Astaire. Yeah. And Nadal is absolutely Gene Kelly. More physical dancer the way right. they were. I just that's what came up in my mind. Tennis man, you agree? Yeah, I, I would. I would. I would. And, and you know what? Something else we and you and I shared as we had uh, Scott Michaud on earlier, and he was just railing against the Live Tour. He, along with, you know, Murray and uh, Djokovic and Nadal, maybe the four of them could have done something like a Live Tour. But with right. these guys passing from the scene of being, that kind of lessens that opportunity to, to me for that to happen to tennis. Because there were talks of starting a separate tour, breaking away from ATP when these guys were at their height. It didn't happen, and now that Nadal, you know, is where he's at, Murray where he's at, and Federer's gone right. away, nobody's going to line up behind Djokovic. No. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, that's that's an opportunity that we could have seen. Yeah, but I don't similar. even know. I'll be honest with you, Sam. I don't know that that could have happened because of the shelf life of that type of athlete. You can play golf until you're 150 or whatever. Or, but realistically, you could play till close to 70. All right, yeah, and be but, competitive, but competitive on the senior but, but, tour. But, but, yeah, but you ain't live to ain't gonna pay them guys. They no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, but what I'm saying is, golf makes that easier than some other sports. Um, and and what Scott was talking about earlier, and putting something together. Well, think about how the way the XFL came in. It was all elbows and shoulders, and Donald Trump is, you know, he's he's throwing money at Herschel, and you had the other guys throwing well, it at Jim that's, Kelly. That's USFL. USFL, excuse me. USFL. Um, the original USFL. The US, not, yeah. Not, not the one now. But they came in making noise. They came in disrupting the norm. And listen, we could say the same thing for the AFL before yeah. the merger. Yeah. So you can talk about how you don't like how Greg Norman is, is delivering the message, but any kind of protest, any nobody likes the way the protest is being conducted because they're trying to make some noise to get your attention. And you could look at Greg, Greg Norman and what he's possibly doing as the front man for the Live Tour, kind of like what Dana White, kind of like what Dana White was when he started U.S. And both of them, both of them being very well comp, uh, compensated. Exactly, exactly, you know? doing the dirty work for some other people who got the, who writing the checks. Yeah, you know? Okay, and they know the lay of the land. You got to have somebody like that. That's a figurehead who doesn't care about ruffling feathers. And Greg Norman doesn't need it. He don't need the money. He doesn't need the press, the, the 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 headache that goes along with what he's doing. And listen, they got this class action suit going on. Phil Mickelson's thinking about backing out because he feels like the job's pretty much done at this point. I don't need the money. I don't need the headaches going with it. I'm not going back there. 
but the, the mechanism has been put in place to let the PGA know your monopoly is no longer going to dominate this particular sport. Now, what it looks like 10 years from now, it may not be the Live Tour, but it may be something else. But you don't put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah. You well, just well, don't. Well, well, like I said, and like I asked Scott, do, does, the, the, does the PGA Tour extract some of the things that they see Maybe. As a brother, and bring it into their mix going forward? Because, like I said, it's what the NFL did with the USFL. NFL wasn't going to put a team in Tennessee. They weren't going to put a team in Jacksonville. But after USFL did it, they did it. Right. You know, after further review, maybe this ain't a bad idea. This, the evolution of all the sports, you can talk about a time when they were not absolutely going to do certain things. Right. You know, we talk with the, the cornerstone of that is obviously Major League Baseball. Right? You talk about, well, they won't let this type of person in, first and foremost, or we're not going to go past the Mississippi River, another thing. And you talked about how long it took to get a team down here in the South. Right. So there are there there is an evolution to pretty much all of American sports, and how that looks as it's being made. How this as we watch the sausage being made. Yeah. That's where things like what we do, you know, it helps out. But, you know, uh, let, let, we remain to see what happens next. But yeah. again, you can't throw money in as the because we could do that across the board. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. Oh, Sam! George Washington, the first president, he was the guy who laid the cornerstone, literally the first cornerstone for what is now the U.S. Capitol. Okay. Yeah, did that on 1783. It was all happening on this day. Booker T. Washington delivered... The Atlanta Compromise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on this date. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't laugh at this. 1932, actress Peg Entwistle. Who? Yeah, exactly. Who? She was an actress. She committed suicide, and she was the first, unfortunately, of what happened to be many, many people who followed her in copycat-type suicides. She jumped off the H in the Hollywood sign out there in California oh, as yeah. an actress. Yeah. yeah. CIA, let's see here. President Truman, he established the uh, the uh, the CIA on this day. U.S. Defense Department started on this day. Streetcar named Desire, Stella, uh, premiered on this day. Today was the first, was the premiere of the Adams Family. Man. The premiere of Get Smart, I Dream a Genie, all happened on this day. Frank Robinson played his last game as a player while continuing to be a player manager for the Cleveland Indians. That happened on this day. All f- we got to get your boy on here Who's from this? Georgia State. On this day, all four members of the band Kiss released solo albums. Oh, man. <laughs> and a 500-pound, <laughs> six-foot Hershey Kiss was displayed in Manhattan right there in Times Square on this day. Ted Turner donated a billion dollars to the U.S. to the U.N. on this day. Okay. And the movie Rush Hour was released. Greta Garbo, Eddie Anderson, uh, uh, a.k.a. Rochester, Bud Greenspan, Robert Blake, Beretta, mm-hmm. and Scotty Bowman celebrating birthdays today, along with Dee Dee Ramone. You don't know nothing about the Ramones. Uh, Rick Patino, 70 years Ooh. old today. Tommy Tuberville. Patino is 70 years old? He is 70 years old today. The original number 20 of the Detroit Lions. Billy Sims is 67 today. Ryan Sandberg, one of the top three second basemen of all time okay. on this day. Uh, with a heavy heart, and I got my hand over, and I can't believe it's been nine years since we lost him. James Gandolfino would have been 61. Tony mm. Soprano. Uh, and uh, 
Ronaldo. Yeah. We lost Jimmy. We lost Bob Hayes on this day. Steve Sobel, Sable, NFL Films. NFL Films, yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this day two years ago. And Ken Norton. Man. Ken Norton. Wow. The old man. Not the yeah. junior who yeah, looks like now. Sean no, no, Tom no, Thompson. No, 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 no. He does. He looks just like him. Boxing Marine. All right. We're going to get on out of here and turn things over to a couple guys. The same fantasy. We welcome when <laughs> – you don't like that? I'm just kind of altering your name a little bit there. Is that okay? Is that hey, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, well, hey, you can call us what you want to. We'll answer by it. It's all good. That is Bo Johnson, uh, Brian Gephardt. By the way, this is the first time that both of us have been in here yeah. when we had these guys follow us. We can actually take credit for this show, can't we? We can. Yeah, we can. Yep, absolutely. Well, as absolutely. Our, absolutely. Us, Bo started this during the time when he was our producer, and we gave him that 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 segment, that 740 segment, and he made it into something special. Fantasy Football Fire and Ice yep. was born yep. on this show. We had, a, yep. we had a great run, man. And I know I, it. Look, hey, I'm, I'm still honored to share a studio with you two guys. No, so man. We had a, like a three-year stretch, you know, on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Yep. And uh, y'all gave me the opportunity to, to launch a fantasy segment, you know, Fantasy Football Fire and Ice. Also had the segment Other Side of the Glass, which uh, – Chris and Bo Morgan. They stole, stole. it too. There's a lot of fever. You notice that saying? There's, there's a whole, whole lot of fever going on around here. And see, they, <laughs> they don't figure they're going to mess with These guys ain't here for another six days. They won't notice it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Y'all are welcome for that. Okay, so but, here's uh, here's my question to you, and you will we'll have plenty of time to talk sports. Tomorrow morning, are you or are you not going to get up or tape the Queen's funeral? No. Hard no. Yeah, you're probably asking the wrong duo in here. <laughs> okay, um, just curious. Just curious. I, you know. <laughs> God rest her soul. Good run and all that. I could care less about the British royal family. Yeah. I don't. I don't care about which it. Which poses at all. my next question, which Sam and I talked about these last couple of weeks. There's going to be more people watching it only because of the technology that's available now. Mm, yeah. But who touched more people? It's Queen of England who just passed, or Ali and his funeral? Oh, Ali for me definitely. No, oh, but I, I mean, you saw the funeral of Ali. Yeah, you mm. go into the deepest, darkest parts yep. of of. Whatever on this planet, and there is somebody who knows and heard the name Muhammad 100%. Ali, yep. and knows of him. Shoot, between the two of them, they probably reached every person in the entire world at some point. I in, would imagine. In their lives, yeah. you know, those are two pretty amazing people. Quite different lives that those two led, but yeah, uh, very different. Two two very amazing. Do you people. think that had the technology been there for Diana's Diana's funeral, would that one have been more watched than this one? Uh, watched oh. is one thing, because but because of how. You know, the she, tragedy behind her death. And, and it wasn't. It was tragic. But here's the thing. One is 70 years. Think about this. 70. She got, she got on the crown at 25 years old. For the last 70 years, that's what? Right after World War II, she has been in charge of the monarchy. Okay? What is that? So maybe y'all, y'all are probably the, the exact two who can educate me, okay. maybe even us on this. And she what exactly supposed to be. does that mean, though? Does she make decisions yes. based on... So do people still come to the queen and say, hey, or the king now? Let's put it this way. I'm not sure of everywhere, uh, the, everything that she has some sort of rule over or makes decisions about, but Britain just changed prime ministers. And it wasn't official until she came and met with Queen Elizabeth. Okay. All right. All right. She had that sit down with yeah. the queen, and, yeah. and, so and that's how so so she of, does a lot, of things, well, a lot of some things are kind of figurehead. I mean, yeah. you right. know, uh, obviously, but they out of respect – I think people still run. Let's go run it by her, you know. She's been there so long and whatnot. I think that's that's kind of what, what what happens in that case. I think there's a pretty big disconnect these days with the people that have technology and what exactly the role of the king or queen of England yeah. does. Hey, so plus, she wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah, she wasn't even supposed to be queen. Yeah, her uncle just quit. 
Anyway, y'all know the history. <laughs> Google it. He did. He just quit. Hey, I do know a lot about a lot more about the hierarchy and how you know thrones work by watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, with thrones. There, there you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> did, did the queen have a dragon back in the day? Yeah. No, no. Uh, she, had some, she, had some, she had some corgis. Brian, <laughs> Brian, and Bo are going to take things over for the next couple hours. Give them an overview of what you guys are going to be talking about a little bit. Uh, yeah, we'll be on uh, 10 to 12, getting you guys ready. It's exciting for today and next Sunday. We actually get the injury information at 1130 today How about that? for the 1 o'clock kicks, which yeah. is really key when you're trying to set your lineup. So not only are we going to give you three bold and cold players each, but we're going to go through the entire slate of games because they gave us the extra hour to do so. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Lots of stuff already happened. Lots of players have been ruled out within the last 24 hours. Lots of injury information that we're waiting on, like Alma Kamara. Mm-hmm. May not play. We still have the details in that one. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So where you guys usually have a thing that's all set, this is going to be kind of fluid. Oh, yeah, def- definitely. And that's how it's supposed to be. You okay. know, news is going to happen while we're on the air, and yeah. that's why this this time slot is is much better. The closer we can get to 1 o'clock, you know, the better our show is going to be because we're actually going to give you some breaking information while you're listening. Sam, they they took, they that's took, a bonus. They took our show names, and now they're taking our show. We've got a couple hours into our show here. We've gone home already now. We next thank week you. they'll be we here now early. Yeah, it's anyway, an honor. You guys privilege. have fun. And, 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 and again, tune in now. Listen, everything you need to know, we are the opening act for a full day leading up to Falcons kickoff of all manner of information having to do with the games. And we can't thank you enough for making us a part of your Sunday mornings. Mr. Crenshaw, yep. have yourself a big day. You do too. Eric Slaughter, thank you for everything that you have contributed. Uh, and the rest of you, just have yourself a big day. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app and welcome Brian and Bo. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.